I'm Little Possum. You are listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232. Thank you. 
last night, Claudia and I were out visiting Don and, and Pam. We will go over there in the evening. We say thank every other evening or every third evening. Um, just to have a cup of coffee and talk together and and we spend a couple hours you know and then claudia and i head home around 8 30. we, we get there between 6 and 6 30. and as i was with don he was making the coffee with his uh coffee grinder or whatever your espresso machine or whatever it's called and i received a call a video call from uh, mindy who was home taking care of dad. And she says, we've got a problem. Uh, dad is here calling for his wife. She was just here. Um, so she showed him my picture on, on the video and I, hi dad. Where are you? I said, I'll be home in just a little bit. Um, I could tell that he was really confused. She was here just, just, just a bit ago. And, well, he was referring to Claudia. But for some reason, he saw her as mom. Just total confusion. Total confusion. And... Um, so when we got home, he was, um, I think he was already in bed. It was, it was around 8, well, I, I got, Claudia left a couple of things at their house, so, and they only live five minutes away. So I went back to, to pick it up and bring it back home, and by that time, Dad was already in bed. Well, he wakes up, he woke up last night about, he, it, it's on and off. I mean, he'll wake up and travel around the house. And uh, he scoots himself with his stroller. That's, what do they call it, a rollator? But uh, he sits on the seat and he scoots himself with, with, with his feet. And um, all of a sudden, about 4.30 in the morning, Claudia and I both heard our door open and heard shuffle 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 and it was dad are you there my wife are where are you are you there and um claudia said i'm here not referring to the wife part but uh I'm here, so Dad tried to flip on the light, and of course it, we had the light off, but it turned off the fan. Um, so Claudia clicked on the light by her side of the bed. Oh, hello there! And then started jumbling things that just, I mean, usually I'm, I'm able to make out what uh, the dementia language is that he's speaking but I this was so jumbled I it was about mom and uh, you think I'm crazy and 
you know, nicely. It was said nicely, but but um, I'm not crazy. And Claudia talked with him for just a minute or two. But it really wasn't getting across. He said, who are you? I'm Claudia. Well, Claudia doesn't mean anything to him. He, he doesn't understand the names. I asked him later, what is my name? I, I know you, but I, I don't know your name. I said, what's your name? Pat. I pointed to myself, that's my name. And he was in, I had put him in bed at that time. Um, oh, you're Pat too? He just, and he'll forget that five minutes later. Three minutes, two minutes later, he'll, he'll forget that. I knew with him thinking that that was his wife there in bed, he hates closed doors. For some reason, he just something, he's got to see what's behind that closed door. I knew with him talking about mom, if I lifted my head, that would totally confuse him thinking I was in bed with his wife. So I just laid there, let Claudia deal with it, and, and he says, well, I'll go find them. And so he scooted off. So I talked with Claudia for a minute about it, and um, I said, well, I, I better get up and go get him and put him back in bed. So I went down the hall. I looked to my right, and the front door was totally open, totally open. And I went, oh, no. So underwear and all, I, I went outside, cold outside, looking for him, thinking, okay, he's, he's taken off in his chair, and uh, he's going to fall somewhere. And then it dawned on me, wait a minute, wait a minute. There, there are steps. There, there's a couple of steps there to get into the house and get out of the house. He can never go down those. So I went back in the house. What he did was just open the door and probably peered out. And I closed and locked the door, and I didn't see him in the living room. He wasn't in the kitchen, and I thought, okay, he's down toward my office. And sure enough, there he was, looking into my office, talking about, there's a couple of people in there. Well, I thought, okay, well, open door, I better check. Nobody in there. He was just seeing things in the dark. So I told him, let's go back to bed. Oh, okay. Well, I had pulled back his covers and pulled back his sheet. So when we got in there, he was ready to get in. Um, it's hard. Um... Claudia said, I'm, I'm so sorry, Pat, this happens to you. I, I, I know it's hard on you. Well, it's, it's not as hard. I don't dwell 
on what it could be what you know once in a while i think man wouldn't it be nice just to talk to my dad and go over some some of the times we had where we've been laugh and have a good time those days are gone unless a miracle happens and i i was praying for it last night as i have It doesn't hurt me as much as I hurt for him. He knows he can't remember things uh, with the comments to me about, I, I just don't, and he puts his hands to his head. I, I just, I can't remember. I, I can't come up with it. We aren't his family. We are some nice people that have taken him from the uh, facility that he was in, which had him locked down because of COVID. Um, we rescued him from that and brought him into our home and are treating him nice, feeding him good, and we're just nice people that, he, that he's learned to love. He has no clue that it's his granddaughters that are feeding him and uh, taking care of him, basically. Washes his clothes, his sheets, um, cleans his room. which reminds me I've got to bathe him today. I've got to put him in a shower and we have one of those shower where the handle comes down and you wash him off and all. I've got a brush that I brush him all, put soap all on, brush him all off. The only problem that comes is in the nether regions and uh, usually I have to clean off the brushes after that. But we want to get him good and clean He may not remember, but I remember. I remember the ball games he used to come to. Baseball games, football games. He, would, he was an outside salesman and he would be way up in Wichita Falls or Abilene or somewhere, but he would make it back in time for my baseball games and football games. He was the leader of uh, our youth group at church. The, um, I want to say the regular people. Uh, outside of Adventism, it's, it's called Boy Scouts. Within Adventism, we have to have our own thing, and it's called Pathfinders. That's what he was leader of, he, he and Mom. When I was young, 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 third grade, fourth grade, something like that. 
We could talk about all those times. We could talk about uh, going down to San Antonio and going to the Quadrangle in Fort Sam Houston. We could talk about visiting Grandma and Grandpa's uh, graves there at Fort Sam. We could talk our trip, talk about our trips up into the Ozarks and uh, to Rockaway Beach and into Springfield where my great-grandparents lived as well as my great uncle, great aunt. We talk about all the antiques that, um, what we called them Lala and Nanan, which was, was our great-grandparents. Um, they had in their basement. The fun times we had with those, the turtles in the basement, we, we could talk about making the crystal radio set together. But all that is gone. And I can sit and mourn about them being gone or thank God that we had those times. And we've got a lot of those times on video. Dad was an avid picture taker and video. Remember those cameras you'd wind up, the brownie movie cameras? You'd wind them up and uh, it would take, uh, what was it, eight millimeter film? I've got the projector and the original films that we made them into. Don uh, Retzlaff helped me make them into uh, videos. Sandy's taken a lot of the videos I've taken and, and put them on disc as well. So I remember and I can smile. Keep praying for a miracle. Yet, I've got the memories. And consider it an honor to be here with Dad, for Dad. He's totally confused and until he sees me. For some reason, it's like, okay, I see him. Everything's okay. I'll probably spend this afternoon working in the living room, bring my laptop in there and um, working on getting everybody's donations, donation letters out to you. Almost done. While dad watches TV and the TV's blaring right in front of my face, that's where my chair is. But it makes him happy to have me in there. Don't want to think of the bad times. We become what we behold. And I'm not going to behold the bad times. Trust in the Lord, do good. Dwell in the land, cultivate faithfulness. That's what I want more than anything else. It's just faithfulness, faithfulness for our Father, toward our Father. Oh.
Jesus Be the center Be my source Be my Jesus, be the center, be my hope, be my song, Jesus, be the fire
Moving on the waters Who is holding up the moon Who is peeling back the darkness With the burning light of noon Who is standing on the mountains Who is on the earth below And the lover of my soul Creator God, He is Yahweh The great I am, He is Yahweh The Lord of all, He is Yahweh Those of Sharon, He is Yahweh The righteous Son, He is Yahweh The three in one, He is Yahweh Who is he that makes me happy? Who is he that gives me peace? Who is he that brings me comfort? And turns the bitter into sweet? Who is stirring up my passion? Who's rising up in me? Who's filling up my hunger with everything I need? Creator God, He is Yahweh. The great I am, He is Yahweh. The Lord of all, He is Yahweh. 
heavens And the lover of my soul Creator God, He is Yahweh The Great I Am, He is Yahweh The Lord of all, He is Yahweh Those of Sharon, He is Yahweh The Righteous Son, He is Yahweh The Three in One, He is Yahweh Who is He that makes me happy? He that gives me peace Who is he that brings me comfort And turns the bitter into sweet Who is stirring up my passion Who is rising up in me Sharon, he is Yahweh, righteous son, he is Yahweh, the three in one, he is Yahweh. You are holy and eternal, and forever you will reign. Every knee will bow before you, every tongue will confess your name. the angels give you glory as they stand before your throne all here on earth we gather to declare your name alone Oh, Lord, you 
sword in his hand And he's riding a white horse Across this land And he's calling out to you and me Will you ride with me? We ride with And we say yeah
that fire in his eyes is his love for his bride and he's longing that she be with him right by his side that fire in his eyes is his burning desire that his bride be with him right by his side and he's calling out to us right now will you ride with
right, so we heard you have a little business. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, well, I'm currently the president at In-N-Out Burger, which was a little mom and pop burger stand that started in 1948 and um, grew to be pretty big. <laughs> been a part of my life since I was born, I guess, being close with different people that work there. And, you know, it really got introduced into my life when my dad died. Both my parents were very loving. I remember being pretty cheerful, little girl that was a little bit spoiled because my siblings were 12 and 16 years older than me. My dad was, uh, really funny. He was a little bit eccentric, loved to make people laugh, loved to laugh himself. He used to explain songs to me. We had this connection with, with music, with love music. He spoke to me like I was an adult when I was four years old. Somehow he had wisdom and discernment that, you know, I was going to be exposed to so many different things in life and I was going to need that straightforwardness and that honesty. Probably around age five or six, I noticed uh, we were going to visit my dad in the hospital. And I thought it was just the hospital he was staying at, but it turned out to be a rehab. My mom explained it just that he was sick. It wasn't until I was older that I realized he had a drug addiction from different surgeries he'd had and a lot of pain in his past. Pain that he didn't know what to do with it was really hard for me to see him fail and to be weak because I knew how bad he wanted to be a good husband and a good father. It's a matter of time before the drugs and uh, another woman, and then that was pretty much it. I got divorced when I was 12, and that's when I really started longing for that attention and that love because my dad was the greatest source of that. One day I was on my way to school and he had called in the morning and I talked to him and I was rushing him off the phone because I had to go to school. And that was the last time I talked to him. My world shattered. After my dad died, there was no way I was gonna be alone. He's gone, so I had even greater reason to fill the void. I got married when I was 18. I'd graduated a couple months before that. You know, it, it wasn't right. I knew that that small, still voice had told me, don't do this, and I did it. And I, I paid the price with a divorce. And jumped right into uh, the arms of someone else. At that point, I pretty much realized I'm the outcast in the family. Now I'm divorced, and I figured, you know, I might as well just... <laughs> might as well just embrace this. Started smoking pot, drinking, which were things that I really had wanted to stay away from after watching my dad. I realized that I'm 
going to follow in the footsteps of my father and that I'm going to meet an early death if I do not get right with God and, and follow him because the enemy just wanted to wipe me out. I could let go of the pot and the alcohol, but letting go of the guy was something different because being alone, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to be alone. I just was praying and asking for God to give me the strength to do what was right. I knew that I couldn't go back home that night and sleep with my boyfriend. I had to tell him, hey, this isn't happening. You know, if you're going to be doing any of those things, don't do them around me. He ended up uh, getting saved. So then I'm like, okay, now I can get married. It was the fast track and we got married in November. Was it really the right thing? I can't say no because I have two precious children from that marriage, but um, six years later, another divorce, um, another affair. I couldn't feel like a bigger failure at that point. I just couldn't recover who I was. So alone didn't last long. I ended up in another relationship. We ended up having a child together. We got married and uh, I married him because I didn't want to be alone and I felt like, okay, this will be right. He married me because of money. I was cheated on off and on for three and a half years. First time I found out he cheated on me, I'm like, well, you know, I deserve it. <laughs> I'm paying for it. He cheated on me while I was pregnant, disrespected. Never had I been talked to the way he talked to me. Treated like trash. It was the worst time of my life. You can see where someone that just wants that love and appreciation was getting further and further away from, from what she wanted trying to believe the lies that I deserve that and that God's punishing me. The things that can be said can cut you very, very deeply and can change who you believe you think you are. I just continued to put up with it and no way could I get divorced again. I mean, how old am I? And I've been divorced a handful of times, really. It was terrible and it really, it really pushed me. God took me to a place that I'd never been before and He showed me that in that time where I felt more alone than ever, more of a piece of trash than ever, more of a failure, that He was there and He was ready to love me and fill that void. And he'd been there all along wanting that, but he just needed me to let go of that tangible person. It was my dad first, then it was the next guy, the next guy. I was never willing to just let go to see that God had something better. I was forced to at this time because this was something I couldn't change. This was someone that was throwing me to the curb. I was divorced again. I knew it was time to take time away. That time alone was 
some of my greatest memories with God. It was an alone that was okay because I wasn't completely alone. I had the Jesus that walked on water, healed the sick. I had that Jesus filling that void, touching my heart, pouring into who I'm called to be and who He sees me as rather than who I believed I was because of the things I'd done. I really valued the love and good times I had with my dad. But even that can't compare completely to the love that God has for me. It's like, you know, you, you're a little kid riding your bike for the first time. Your dad's proud and he's cheering you on. And it's like he helped me learn how to ride that bike. And, and God got me back up after all of these failures and he can lift me up and see me go forward and I know that he can be glorified. And riding a bike and a proud dad versus creator of the universe being able to use you is like... <laughs> Lindsay Snyder, and I am second.
soften my heart to The 
We bless you, Lord, for what you've done tonight. just seal what you've done tonight over the people. I ask, Lord, that you would seal those things that you've restored, Lord. That they wouldn't be able to be robbed or crushed or lost sight of again. been listening to Pat Rutherford and Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. Pat and Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener supported. Your donations help keep KBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address you is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O.
P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.